This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to your zip code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. So this is the Sell Anywhere podcast, and I'm your host, the Sell Anywhere sales coach with Southwestern Consulting, Donnie Tuttle. And with us today is someone that when we were looking at doing a little bit of the world traveling, the hopscotching, and uh, just just removing ourselves from our roots where we've been at for 20 years, the one and only Michelle Miller, who is on the line with us right now, is one of the people I looked at first and I said, wow, she's doing it. And Michelle Miller is a, uh, she is also a practitioner and sales coach with Southwestern Consulting. And um, she's been in, in sales for a very, very long time. So if you want to find out how to sell anywhere, she is absolutely the person to go to. Michelle, uh, I shared a little bit about what you do, but not who you are. Can you, can you clue us in on, on, on that? Who, who is this mysterious woman? Michelle Miller. Let's start with where you are. So tell us, like, I'm, I'm talking to you in a different part <laughs> of the world right now. Where are you right now? Yeah, right now I'm actually living in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Buenos Aires. And, and, and you decided a while ago that you didn't want to be um, in, in one place and you're, you're going around, you're doing a thing. Can you, can you share with us a little bit about that adventure in your life? Yeah, well, so um, I always had a dream to kind of uh, live and work remotely um, for at least a period of time in my life. And when I started working with Southwestern, I really saw and believed in the value and uh, the conviction that people even had in me that I could make this anything I wanted it to. So after I you know, set it and created a good foundation, and um, been a top rookie. I, I it was perfect timing for me to find a random ad on Facebook actually for a program called Remote Year, which basically are people who have remote jobs. They they put a group together and they set up your um, apartment arrangements that you'll be in, and you travel to ten different countries and twelve different cities in a year. So that's one location a month, and um, then you're traveling with this community. And so when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" And uh, this is exactly what I was looking for and hoping existed. And so uh, make it a point not to burn any bridges at Southwestern, but you know, saying, "Hey." If I get accepted, this is the program that I want to do. And I did and um, spent some time putting together how I could have a successful business instead of traveling. One of my big concerns was people would say, wow, um, Michelle, that's really awesome that you're able to do this. Uh, and then, you know, I wouldn't have a great year. And they'd be like, well, at least you had a really life-changing year. But I wanted to be able to have my cake and eat it too. That was my big motto. <clears throat> and so... Um, I did a lot of uh, planning and such and whatnot, uh, although, of course, when you get started on that, you know, it's never as much as you thought you might have made. We're never actually <laughs> ready for anything. So uh, that's, a, that's definitely a great traveler's mindset. You're never actually going to be ready, so you just might as well do it. And um, 
And yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll get into talking about that on this podcast today. And um, the program ended in February of 2018, at the end of the month. Uh, went back to Colorado, grabbed some of my stuff, grabbed my dog, and uh, moved over to Argentina. I was just living in San Luis, which is a Providence just uh, about a couple hours north of Mendoza for a couple months, and then I moved actually back to Buenos Aires a week ago. I was I was in Buenos Aires in September with the remote year program. So, wow, there is so much to unpack in that. So you just responded to <laughs> a random Facebook ad that says something about your courage and bravery there. But what? Uh, tell me about. I know the the, the program is legit. Uh, tell us the name of that because there may be some other people out there listening that would love to dial in. Yeah, for sure. And you can reach out to me if uh, you need more specifics, but it's just, it's called remote year, remote year. Remote and, year. Um, yeah. And it's pretty cool. They put a lot of work and effort into making sure uh, when I was with them, they were still a startup in their first two, three years. And um, they're doing well. Um, they didn't, they didn't start off planning to be a, uh, travel agency sort of company, but they attract all different types. Me, I had many, many countries of experience under my belt, um, which made my experience, I think, different from some other people who had been to maybe four or five countries, and this was a big, big thing for them. Um, but one interesting thing, actually, about travel and business <clears throat> that I noticed in that group is a lot of people had their, uh, I noticed, seemed to be... Um, leaving something like creating a huge chapter. This was going to be something like new and different. And that's why they were doing remote year because they were getting, usually getting away from something or needed a change. Mm. Um, and that was something that I think definitely made uh, me a bit different in my perspective of the program because me, I just thought it was something really cool and I wasn't trying to get away from anything. Love my life in Colorado. This is just a really neat opportunity. You so, were going um, to something, not getting away from something, right? Yeah, exactly. I did that whole, you know, backpack Central and South America when I was 23, getting away from the world kind of thing, exploring the world, getting away from home. But um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So tell me this. So 12 locations in a year, not, not even counting where you've gone since. Share a little bit about your experience. Like what, what has been some of your coolest experience um, in life doing this and, and in business? And so I want, I want the, the good and, and then maybe I want to get into the challenges too, because I know there have been plenty of those. Um, so with business, so I actually maintained, um, and developed most of my clients, present clients and new clients in the U S I actually, in hindsight could have done, um, quite a bit more planning actually, and figured out how to integrate, uh, where I was with what I do. I did have some opportunities in some places, but I, in hindsight, I definitely could have seen doing some preparation research, Donnie, I remember even you telling me about that in terms of like, well, could have done some pregame work before I arrived somewhere. Uh, so <laughs> so could true. Really take advantage of, yes. So that is something I remember us relating to. But um, so uh, in terms of business, I think a difficult thing, uh, for sure was especially when I was trying to get integrated in this community and you know just like any new community it, it reminded me a lot of like college or high school you're just trying to fit in and be part of the group and you know want to be included but our first six months we were in Europe so it was like an eight-hour time difference so it was amazing having the mornings 
in the afternoons, start work around two or three, you know, uh, wake up when I wanted to or have an early day and explore the city I was in for a month. That was great. Uh, have a little break in between a transition my day into work and then just work into the evening. But one of the things that was difficult is while I was trying to my best to be included when most people had IT positions or whatnot weren't necessarily on any specific time schedule with um, responsibilities to clients back in the States, I they would go out in the evenings. So of course I wanted to go out. So I started compromising a lot of my um, goals in business development. Did a great job maintaining, of course, but sometimes I didn't want to work from 3 p.m. till 11 p.m. because I wanted to go grab dinner and that led to other things. And so um, definitely, and I, and I think in hindsight, well, not even hindsight, but it would have been different if I would have been doing it on my own um, uh, less of a degree of urgency in the place. Um, but that was definitely something that was a big aha that I had about month, um, six into the program, um, which was right before we left Europe for Latin America, which was a lot easier on the U S time zone. Um, I was able though, I, uh, one of the cool things that uh, remote year does is something called junction and junction is an intended opportunity for people to network with locals in the community and um and i actually was able to meet a, uh, a client vuk who is doing amazing things really breaking ground over in uh, serbia with his um <clears throat> with his company cargo and uh, it's basically more or less like uber but there, there's a lot, 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 lot more red tape for um, versus what we're used to here in the U.S., where it's just like a common thing. Um, so I uh, was able to sell our first client in Serbia and really influence his business. That was awesome. And then I also ran um, workshops. We, we sell coaching via complimentary sales trainings that we have. And um, I ran two of those over in Bulgaria which is awesome, in Sofia, Bulgaria. I did those via a few connections I had. From I did the Southwestern Door-to-Door Summer College Internship in my university years, and then some. And so I was able to um, uh, connect with some people there who helped me put together an open workshop, which was awesome. That was at a co-working space. And then also a workshop for a specific company as well. So that felt really great to be able to uh, bring some Southwestern principles of selling and American principles uh, of selling from the U.S. to better educate other people on the different varieties and options out there. Wow. Um, Breaking ground in Bulgaria and in Serbia and so many of these places. Tell me this, uh, Michelle, like, can you, can you remember like one moment in this past year or year and a half or two years, however long this adventure has been, um, can you remember one moment where you just look, you, you just kind of pinch yourself and you said, ha, I chose this life and I, I did a pretty good job. I made a pretty good choice. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I practice gratitude quite a bit and I have a regular meditation practice. And so I, I'm very grateful for that. I think, I think it got really easy. A lot of people in the group of us, uh, kind of need to take a step back sometimes and recognize how awesome our life was because it almost becomes normal people just go wow that's amazing and you're just kind of like yeah <laughs> not to not to sound so pretentious true. or yes. anything along that but it's like yeah this is just the life that i'm living just like your life that you're living it just maybe looks like wow because maybe in comparison it's something that you 
want to do but haven't, but totally can. Um, so you can live your own wow. So actually that's a big thing um, for me is uh, live as I desire and, and make that a reality. So Live as I desire. Right then, I love that. And um, yeah, I, Michelle, it's, it's interesting. I noticed the same thing as we started. And I, I'll never forget when we moved into the mountains of Maine. And my jaw was just dropped. I mean, we're from, we're Florida flatlanders, right? And we're, we're looking at these beautiful mountains every day, the sunrise on one side, the sunset, and there's streams and, and waterfalls and all these beautiful things. And it was so beautiful for the first few weeks. <laughs> and then it just becomes normal. And you realize I'm not on vacation. I'm still living a normal life. And um, yeah, it's just, it, it is something that, uh, you know, it's a mindset. It is a mindset of gratitude. And, and it's crazy mm-hmm. that the beautiful can become mundane. And that's everything from our beautiful, awesome jobs to our beautiful, awesome spouses to, we just have to be careful to maintain that gratitude and realization of this is pretty freaking awesome. Not even gratitude, but I also say being curious. I think that's a, a big difference between people who are able to sell everywhere they go or do whatever they want wherever they go is just remaining curious, okay to ask for questions, okay to ask for help, okay to get over your embarrassment of not really knowing the language and whipping out your Google Translate or, you know, playing charades for a bit with a local to try and explain what it is you're getting across. And so it, I think if we're curious and don't have that shame holding us back, um, coinciding with that gratitude it's it's quite a quite a positive positive opportunity for um, effective and fun travel if you are looking to perfect the art and science of selling anywhere i've got something for you it's at thesalesclassroom.com and when you go to thesalesclassroom.com you're going to find the sell anywhere classroom Now we have a free portion of that for you, which is the Sell at Home Survival Kit. And that is six video sessions and the ultimate guide and checklists of things that you need when you're selling from anywhere. That is absolutely free. And if you wanna engage with us on a deeper level, you can go over there right now and take a look at thesalesclassroom.com. It has all the best stuff from this podcast and from my life practices in selling from anywhere. We'll see you there at thesalesclassroom.com. All right, I have the new Michelle Miller bumper sticker. Is there's, a, there's a little M&M up on top, M&M, and it says, live curious. Here we go. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, so so Michelle, I want to get into we we we've dug into a little bit of your of your um, just just the why and some of the, the the fun and the curiosity part. I really want to know, and and a lot of the people listening to this want to know how you know how did life change? You sell, and you didn't stop selling. That's the cool thing about you, Michelle, is you didn't. It's not like you you fell off a cliff because you decided to travel. You still crush it in selling. But how did you have to adjust? Um, and I'm talking about everything from schedule to, um, to how you sell, to who you sell to, um, you know, to any of the difficulties that may have presented themselves in your way. That's a big chunk there, but how? Well, um, like I was saying earlier with schedule, living in Europe, that was <clears throat> definitely different and difficult uh, because also if um, – something happened towards the end of the day while well, I was already in bed at, you know, 1am, 2am my time, um, when it was, you know, 
2 p.m. <laughs> or something like that in California, or it was like 4 p.m. or something, end of day. So, um, although I can handle that stuff in the morning, sometimes some things uh, didn't get handled and there began some time overlapping. I, in terms of in terms of selling, I basically took something, did a kind of a little bit of a some trailblazing with their company. I took something in which how we generate new clients, which is our BAPs, our one-to-one -one opportunities uh, to speak with someone about their business and how they can uh, get some results with coaching with us um, and take that and turn that into an entire, an entire way in which I create new business. And that, um, <clears throat> that was probably before then maybe a quarter even like a, a sixth of how people generated business. And so basically the, um, what I did is I utilized the resources that we already had. And um, that was a little difficult because sometimes I was accidentally stepping on colleagues' toes that I wasn't aware of as I was reaching out to people who were in our system that our company had traction with, but um, weren't uh, people that others were pursuing because they weren't a qualified prospect via the way in which we usually introduce what we do via workshops. So um, the, in terms of generating leads, I definitely needed to get better at referrals and uh, sharing my vision and my goals with my clients um, and my friends so they could connect me to people. And um, yeah, so that definitely took some getting used to and a bit of a learning curve. Um, also, let's see, scheduling. Oh, one of the things for sure that really um, can hit hard, even though remote you did their best, you can't control the internet sometimes. And I'm completely internet based. So although mm. I do have a SIM card everywhere I go to, uh, when I was living in San Luis, Argentina this past month, um, so we're on the other side of the hemisphere, so it's like, you know, snowy, rainy, cold, windy, that kind of stuff, uh, or y'all, it's, it's, you know, June and bright and shiny and sunshiny and all that. So, um, so one of the big, th one of the big things was when the internet would go out. Oh no. Oh no. What does <laughs> Michelle do when the, when the internet goes out? <laughs> well, um, so sometimes it was a little frustrating and embarrassing and I'm grateful for the grace of my clients, um, that I would need to reschedule and just kind of like owning that. And if it did something to affect my business, I, I made the commitment that my lifestyle choice was not going to affect my clients. If I needed to have a you know, coaching call with them at 11 p.m. Well, or or the other end of the spectrum uh, at like 3 or 4 a.m., I would do that because this was a choice that I made. But um, but so rescheduling was an option. And then secondly, sometimes like last week, I remember I was prospecting um, <laughs> before I moved to Buenos Aires and it was cold and rainy side and the Wi-Fi is usually great where I was, but what I had to do was go on to our CRM system, find a prospect I wanted to call, pull up the notes, turn off the Wi-Fi, turn the Wi-Fi out of my phone, make a phone call, make notes, turn the Wi-Fi back on the computer, save the notes, <laughs> and then find my next contact. And it was like, it was a really funny game. I was Skype prospecting with a colleague. And so because we had to do that too, when I popped the internet back on to save my notes, I would just type in the name of the new prospect I was calling so we could just be sure to maintain accountability. It was quite funny, actually. Oh my um, goodness. So laughter definitely gets you through. All right. So, uh, so, so far you've told us that you have overcome, I guess, just some, some, uh, you've changed systems. So you, you literally, you've sold an entirely different way where you used to sell to groups 
now you're selling uh, more one-on-one, or at least you 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 have. And then um, <laughs> you have you have fought and won against circadian rhythm. So I don't want to hear any excuses from the salespeople <laughs> that are out there. Michelle has beaten circadian rhythm, and she's calling or coaching at 3 a.m. sometimes, and in uh, the internet, the internet. Can you remember like one like one particular like worst moment in this whole journey? Or I wouldn't say worst, but most difficult moment that you've had specifically i don't know i'll be honest Adi, i was thinking about that before this call it was you know uh because i'm sure that's something people out there want to have uh here and and um the stories that i've shared so far i i think would kind of be my worst moments i had a, i had a friend of mine tell me recently that when we did the door-to-door book sales gig together she said um michelle do you do you remember how your wouldn't stink you acted like your stink. I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, all the time, people would just say, you know, you have these problems and you're just like, okay, well, it really sucks, but I'm just going to do something about it. So I don't know. <laughs> I know that's not exactly what you're looking for about the worst possible thing, but I, I sincerely have a lot of trouble remembering um, the difficult things other than the ones that I've shared with you. I do know a great value while traveling and working is um, I have a journal and um, being able to write down and express those times I think helps me like let go of them and process them and not let them get to me as much but gosh ultimately I mean it's it's funny and I think hopefully this this kind of breaks some belief barriers for some of you guys and considering what if I could do something like that it's really not that more different than what it is that you're doing with wherever you're living in one place that you say for whatever reason you can't leave. I mean, you have times where you don't want to prospect. So we have accountability and I really sought out Skype prospect uh, partners. We get on the Skype at the same time and put it on mute and just do those. Um, there's times in which I wanted to rationalize going out and doing something cool instead of doing work that I needed to do. There's times in which I did compromise some things and, and place myself in jeopardy with the relationship with my clients. But ultimately, it's it's completely attainable because a lot of the a lot of the things that I solved aren't too far from just your day to day of staying in one place. Uh, Michelle, that was that was the bomb right there, girl. Um, <laughs> I, I really want to ask you though, just like in ter- like a lot of our people. I mean, some of them are traveling. Some of them are thinking about traveling. Some of them they just work from home. You know, they have an office at home, and and when we remove ourselves from a uh, typical office environment, there is a freedom, right, that that comes along with that. But there's also this this whole this whole other set of issues and you've, you've battled a lot of those just with us right now. And I think, I think have, have established some really good stuff. Can you share with us what Michelle Miller does to keep her mindset rocking and rolling and producing and not just producing, but living, but, but maintaining the balance and still living a life. What was it you said? Uh, live as I desire. How, how do you, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you keep the mindset rocking so that you're still selling? Well, I have a schedule. I schedule a time block and I do my schedule every single Sunday. I send it to my clients and um, some colleagues to hold me accountable. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I leaned very heavily on about Skype prospecting. Yeah, I can knew you, that can if, you break that um, down? Was, can you share what like, yeah, I was, yeah, what is that Skype dialing? For sure. So Skype dialing is basically um, recognize that 
first of all, I wasn't getting on the phone when I did put it in my calendar. If I would, it would be like 40 minutes late from an hour and a half set aside to dial and build and grow my business. And so the things I love about Southwestern is we're all just like in it together. And so Skype dialing is an opportunity to say, hey, this is when I plan on dialing. Is there anyone else out there who wants to dial at the same time? And so then, um, and then we just get on Skype at the same time. And we have like a brief catch up with some, some colleague I love working with, and then we'll just go and dial. Um, also, it's a cool opportunity if you're working with training new individuals um, to actually go back and forth. Sometimes we'll listen in to each other. Me, I've been working with Southwestern for over three years now, and sometimes I just in between while I'm picking out a new name, I'm going to dial, take myself off of, uh, take my, uh, dial a colleague off of mute and just listen to what it is that they're doing. You know, oh, cool, that was great overcoming that objection or, you know, uh, and whatnot. And so it's it was just a way to get myself on the phone uh, because I was less likely to let someone else down than I was to let myself down. So Skype dialing is a huge business practice, um, which was part of my schedule because it was in my schedule. Um, wow. Also, what I would do is work my numbers yeah, so I reverse engineered my goals and my team leader and I figured out how many hours I would need to spend Skype dialing based on my closing ratios of how long it took me to reach a prospect, leave a voicemail, approach them, get a yes, get a no, and um, and really take the pressure off the system in terms of that because I just knew the activity that I needed to do. And this was huge for me six months into traveling. I was finally getting my groundwork of just everything that was going on and moving every single month and figuring out where the growth is, where the laundry mat is and, you know, what, what's the currency exchange and how do I speak the language here, you know, from, from Serbia to Bulgaria to, to, Prague to, you know, like Spain, all of those different things. And so, um, in that, uh, when I had my numbers, I remember in August distinctly having a conversation with my team leader about the abundance mentality and how I had just been dialing on the same names and the same numbers, just being persistent, taking sometimes just not double checking that they weren't just putting me off because they didn't want to tell me no, but just calling, calling, calling. And it, it was, ugh, of course, that was another reason I didn't want to get on the phone at times. But I had a shift of mentality in terms of there are so many prospects out there. We do such a great thing. And um, <laughs> as a new friend told me just yesterday, last night when we were out, she said, wow, you just, you, you get to help people every single day. I said, yeah, I do. Thanks for reminding me of that. I, yes, that's totally true. So, um, having that numbers and having that mindset, knowing what I needed to do to hit my goals was a great way, is a great way for me to just, heck, even stay motivated. If I want to go check out this cool tango concert here in Argentina, but I know my daily goal. I know what it is I need to hit and the activity that it takes to do and how many calls I need to make per hour and how many hours I need to dial. And you know, so I can go there and just feel good about, yep, I did what I said I would. And maybe I didn't set the number of appointments I wanted to, but this is a numbers game. And my average is that, you know, I talk to this many people, I will set this many appointments and always evens out. So Michelle, I, I love that. So, so I mean, be, here, here's the one thing I've noticed. And they say that, that if you want to find the most stressful times of a person's life, they say it's death, they say it's divorce, then, then it's marriage. And you know what the next one is? I'm guessing travel. <laughs> it's, it's, it's moving. 
it's moving. And you, you literally purpose to do that 12 times in a year. You're that's insane. And, um, but you, you, kinda, yeah, you, I don't, I don't, know why I did it. You, you gave us, you gave us a, uh, but, but your bedrock you're saying is, is it's schedule, it's Skype and it's the numbers. It's knowing what those are and finding a confidence, not in, necessarily the results per se, but really not being addicted to the results, but being addicted to doing the right thing because it's the right thing, knowing it will bring right results. Am I yeah, hearing you right? But that's true. But that just to be realistic, that isn't always like that. I mean, we were talking about the struggles. Yes. That's the main thing that gets me going. Yes. I spent like $75 uh, taking the huge picture end of my vision board and printing that off and rolling it into a tube and bringing it, repacking it every single, uh, I did every that single too. month and hanging it back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's great, definitely. But but just just to say, like, yes, those are the bedrocks that bring me back to what it is that I get to do when I'm not motivated or focused. Um, but, but that's not to say that that works for me all the time. Um, because there are those those lulls and those those motiv- uh, demotivating moments and those rationalizations. But yeah, ultimately, that is the big thing. The accountability via Skype dialing my schedule and my numbers just kind of kept it really simple because those are things that I could super control while there were so many different things going on um, around where I was moving to. Love it. I love it. And, and the reality is, is that you were in control over where you were moving to. But when you got there, there were so many factors you couldn't predict. So I am, um, I'm really, I, I want to know, Michelle, with you, when you move from one place to another, what goes with you? What, what goes with you in, in, um, in, in personally, but also for operating your business? And, and if there's anything that's, that you've had to add for this adventure, I'd love to hear that. Well, I've had an opportunity actually to recognize a fair degree of minimalistic opportunities as well Um, because there are some things that go with me, but when you move every single month, you recognize, well, I haven't worn that shirt or I haven't used that item for work and whatnot. So, you know, I've got my little folder full with my papers and my paperwork and my receipts and stuff um, for taxes and such. And I've got my, got my laptop. Um, I did about my fourth month or so, uh, which even though I worked from home before this, I was traveling with other people who had their own little knickknacks and doodads for traveling and repacking and moving every month. And I bought myself a roost. I really like that. Um, got a keyboard and a, a mouse and a roost so I could be, um, it's, it's a, a basically a stand. Honestly, if you wanted to go, um, an inexpensive route, you could just stack your laptop on a bunch of books. But the whole point is not leaning your head down to the laptop and the roost just basically adjusts. It's a stand that I can put my, uh, just kind of rest my laptop in. Oh my gosh. Um, almost looks similar to like if you're cooking and you have a yeah. I'm, I'm totally as we're talking i'm like destroying my posture so <laughs> i need to get a ruse <laughs> gosh yes what yes. else what else does michelle bring it's um so there's that there's um my laptop right now i'm using my both quiet headphones um because one of the big things with that is is being able to um uh, not hear the chatter around me. Um, that was actually something that we're talking about this morning. That was something that was sometimes frustrating with traveling um, because I worked from home all the time, but I wanted to be around people. I like being around people, but I had to be in a quiet little phone booth away from everybody for like five, six hours at a time because my job is on the phone. And so it's important for things to be quiet around me. Um, 
uh, I've got I've got those. I definitely switched from quite a few uh, different Bluetooth options. My uh, Apple earbuds. Actually, I want to get the new ones. Um, I just tried those out from a friend, and I'm looking forward to having those. Um, what else travels with me? My vision board. I mentioned that. Um, I would consider myself fairly spiritual. I have some stones and precious stones and uh, gems I travel with. I um, I also I love a great puffy jacket <laughs> because those definitely <laughs> condense and compress. Oh yeah, uh, but keep yeah. you warm. <laughs> so as they say in Prague, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So um, <laughs> wow. I, I like to have um, little. I have these leather ankle boots. Um, that I really like go with everything. Um, with some more business stuff. Ah, I guess that's I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. So your office literally could fit in a backpack. Is that what you're is that what you're telling me? Um. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this can Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Michelle, this is this has been really uh, fun and interesting, and, and so many great things that you shared just to to maintain again just that mindset, the motivation, and in, in, in shifting from one place to another. Um, what's what's next for you? Um, I've been asking that question even quite a lot last night, specifically to myself, Johnny. Um, <clears throat> What is next? Well, I'm heading back to Nashville for our coaches camp mid-July. I'm going to be in Argentina um, working my tail off to finish this campaign strong right now. And um, I'm going to take myself to Patagonia. I mean, believe it or not, one of the crazy things about travel is people think you're on vacation. You're not. I mean, yeah, sure, maybe you'll have more three-day weekends. But I don't know when the last time was other than our company incentive trip to Iceland a few months ago. I don't know when my last like non-working vacation was. So I'm going to go rent a car and take my dog and go to Bariloche and El Bolson and go explore the mountains of Patagonia. Um, and I will work two days with my coaching clients in the two weeks, but still. Um, other than that, I'm going to be in the States for about a month and a half or so um, for some weddings and some other things. I'll be in Colorado where I was living before I started all this travel. And then actually it's um, either moving to Argentina, staying in Colorado or moving to Israel, which is something I've wanted to do for 10 years or so. So it'll be a whole new opportunity um, for a style of learning. I'm uh, because I love community so much. I'm considering living on a kibbutz. Um, so I would volunteer and contribute with, you know, chores and activities and whatnot, instead of helping run the business that the kibbutz would run, I would run mine from there as well. So another opportunity to face that challenge I had about the different um, time zones, because there is a very distinctive time difference, <laughs> about seven, eight hours between the U.S. and uh, Israel. So wow. yeah, that's, that's what's next as far as I know. Traveling through time and space. I love this. Um, you know, where, Michelle, where can... Um, where can people find you? How, how can they get a hold of you if, if they want to, they, they need to connect with you for coaching and, and you do specifically sales and leadership performance coaching, right? Um, yeah, but it can vary. I mean, I just had a gal from a funerary uh, um, business who does operations and management. I'm just kind of coaching. So there's a lot of components of leadership, but yeah, sales majorly working smarter versus harder. Um, some people want to live the lifestyle that I'm living and, uh, that's totally possible, obviously. So, um, yeah, they can get a hold of me. Um, my email, mmiller, mmiller at southwesternconsulting.com. 
Um, also, uh, if you want to send me a Facebook message, that's fine. I don't actually do a lot of social media. I've been considering doing a, a blog. I was uh, going to ask, how can we I, follow this? It sounds so much fun. Um, I actually was uh, really fascinated with the culture here in Argentina, so I've been kind of writing some stuff down, but haven't actually posted it. I created the, the forum, uh, but that's about it. Um, so it's called The Blog That Stood Still but don't bother <laughs> looking for something yet. Maybe, maybe that'll hold me accountable. Go, go bug me and tell me you want to read what I'm writing. That'll, I'll do great with accountability <laughs> as accountability coaches need accountability too. So, um, but also, um, yeah, I mean, I have a uh, Facebook I actually go by my Hebrew name, Malka spelled M-A-L-C-H-A. I'm the only one on all of Facebook with my name, Malka Miller. So, um, but yeah, that's it. You feel free to reach out to me. If there's anything I can help you with, or if you have questions and want a complimentary one-to-one to learn what we do at Southwestern. And um, yeah, I guess that's the best way to reach me. If you figure out telepathy, um, that could work too. So. We can try. We'll try that first. If the uh, if the internet is slow on on the telepathy, we'll we'll do it through Facebook. But <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much for showing us how to live as we desire, to be curious, to overcome what's out there in front of us, to do things that we're choosing to do. It's been fun. It's been inspiring. Thank you so much for for spending time with uh, with me in the Sell Anywhere crowd. You've been awesome. Thank you, my friend, for joining us on the Sell Anywhere podcast, where if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere, and your talent is not limited to your zip code. I want to tell you right now, just go into the show notes or go to thesalesclassroom.com, and you're going to find more. You're going to get that free home selling survival kit that we told you about, as well as other ways to interact directly with me, your host, Donnie Tuttle. And if you just want to drop me a line, tell me that you like something or suggest someone for the show, find me on DonnieTuttle.com or go to my LinkedIn. I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. So great hanging with you and we will catch you on the flip side.